The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Because when you, when you allow the Lord to have the first word, you view the rest of life and the rest of your day through that window. Coming up on Life Today, best-selling author and speaker Sheila Walsh challenges us all to spend five minutes with Jesus. It doesn't matter if you're 10 or if you're 96, if you have a pulse and there's not a white chalk mark around your body, <laughs> you can do this. Yes, you can. Thank all of you. It's a, it's a joy. It's a privilege for us to come and visit with you wherever you happen to be watching. And uh, we just welcome you to life today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have Sheila Walsh with us mm -hmm. today. And she's going to be introducing a concept and an understanding that I think could probably be, you know, in, a, in just a matter of moments, about as high an impact in a positive way as, as has ever been made in your life and one that can just go on, and, and you build on it. And I do want you to know from Betty and from me uh, that Betty and I are here in the family room uh, for a very specific reason. Uh, I spoke in coliseums and stadiums for 25 to 30 years, and then the Lord impressed me to sit by my wife and the mother of our children and grandmother, now great-grandmother, yes great-grandparents we are, <laughs> because the Lord revealed the importance of calling the family into the family room so they could get to know the Father, the Father, because we've got a lot of fathers missing or dysfunctional. And it's been a very painful thing in our, in our world, in our nation. So you're here to experience the Father's heart and His love. And that's why Betty and I are here. For you. And it's why Sheila's here. And so please know, if you've ever felt like nobody notices and no one cares, it's simply not the truth. Because a father that numbers the hair on your head is focused on you. And that father not only wants the best for you, but he knows how to deliver it, get you to it, get you beyond whatever is hurting and lift you above the pain and the hurt. And you can see the glory and the grace of a loving father. That's why you're here. Would you right now welcome Sheila Walsh to Life Today. Sheila, glad to see you. I am very excited about what I'm holding in my hand. I'm excited about what God has put on your heart. You know that Betty and I have great appreciation for the gifting that God has given you and the way that he's used you to be a blessing. And we count it an honor to be here with you. But I believe you're here by divine assignment, just like I believe the people who are watching or they have a divine appointment for something that'll mean something in their life. Tell me what's going on in your heart right now that leads us to what we'll talk about today and another day this week. Really for the last two years, 
I have been on my knees asking God, I mean, because I knew I was about to turn 59. I knew our son is about to go off to college. And I felt that also there's a kind of shift in the spiritual realm in our nation. I, I mean, I know I've learned a lot about that from you as well. And I wanted to know, Lord, what is the unique thing that you have called me to do? Because I want to do it well. And the more I thought about it, the more I felt compelled to to do something that would ignite a fire in the hearts of women to come closer to Jesus and to his word. Because over the 20 years from that I've been with Women of Faith, we've had 5 million women have come. But when I read all my Facebook posts, I hear the same thing over. I want to study God's word, but I'm so busy. I want to be closer to Jesus. I'm not doing it right. So I wanted to provide something that was doable. And I thought I could ask people to give five minutes. So what I've done in this book is there's a five-minute devotional and, and one real major takeaway point, a meditation point, and then I've written out five scriptures. So you don't even have to, if you can't find your Bible, the cat ate your Bible, you don't have to, <laughs> I've got it all written out there. Because what would it be like if every believer on the planet, the minute they opened their eyes, spent five minutes at least in the presence of Christ? And it's not really honestly about my book. It's, about, it's a bigger thing than that. Sure. It's a call to we are living in different days. This is not the way things used to be. Things are changing. And the only thing that will keep us strong is the Word of God. We need, and so I really want, we'll start with five minutes with Jesus, but my prayer is you'll be hungry for 10, for 15, and it will grow because that's what will change our nation. Radiant believers sold out and in love with Jesus Christ. Well, you know, I've actually looked very, very carefully at the, the layout and the presentation. And uh, I don't think there's any way that we can actually just get you right in here close on all the pages and the way, like she said, if something's happened to your Bible, she's putting the verses here. And I think she's exactly right when she suggests the possibility that once you get in the Word and the Word begins to get into you, you're going to tend to spend more time in the Word and you're going to find the Word rising up in, in you like, like good leaven and you're going to find that it is producing a fruitfulness and a bountifulness spiritually that you had not experienced before. And I think getting people started is key. You know, Betty, you were convinced somehow, uh, you know, growing up in church that preachers knew more and could get it better mm -hmm. and you actually experienced what was a revolutionary moment when you got into the Word and realized the Word could come alive in your hands. Absolutely. And like Sheila says, five minutes is like an, I mean, you hear about all these, you know, five minute, five minute workouts. It's like working out an hour if you do it the right way. Well, I'm telling you, you'll get so much more out of this five minutes than you will five minutes on the treadmill. Amen, sister. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I mean, to start there, yeah, you know, it, it's not overwhelming, but it's that moment of time just being still and, and reading God's Word and then letting God, meditating on that. It will make the difference in your day because you will be mindful all day long of what you read through God's Word and you will see it in action. I promise you, it works. <laughs> One of the things I read that Oswald Chambers said, and I, I, brought it, I wrote it down so I would get it exactly right. He said, the greatest hindrance in our spiritual life is that we will only look for big things to do. And how many of us are hold back because we think I've nothing great to offer God yet. You know, once I've got something significant to do, I'll do it. But we could all start there 
and what a thing to introduce to our children. I mean, honestly, one of the reasons I wrote the book was aware of the fact that my son and all his buddies, who I adore, he has the best group of friends, are now going off to college to a different place. And I know they're going to be busy and they're going to have all sorts of stuff, but I'm saying, listen, guys, I promise you this. If you will honor God, if he gets the first word in your day, now, I mean, I love to go on the stream.org in the morning and check out the news. I love to watch Fox News. I love to hear what's going on in the world. But nobody gets to have the first word other than the Lord. Mm. Because when you, when you allow the Lord to have the first word, you view the rest of life and the rest of your day through that window. Whereas if you just turn on the TV and you hear about the terrible news that's happening, you then view the whole day through that. Christ said, in this world, you will have trouble but take heart, I've overcome the world. So many people are struggling with anxiety and depression and fear and everything we need to build ourselves strong inside is in God's word. But it's only when we really commit to that and this is doable. It doesn't matter if you're 10 or if you're 96, if you have a pulse and there's not a white chalk mark around your body. <laughs> you can do this. Yes, you can. And I'm going to tell you, now there's no question, God has given Sheila a divine enabling, a gift to communicate. But she also has the gift of communicating, transforming truth in an effective, applicable way. I have not been able to find a place in here that's boring. Now, here's one, your unique purpose I mean, you are divinely designed and destined. A living sacrifice? Well, he made a sacrifice, but we're to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto him, which is our reasonable service. The gift is just, it's so obviously of God and the simplicity of what you've been led into. I, I'm excited about it, and I want everybody to know this is good, <laughs> and it can transform your thinking and your life and everything that happens in the future. And that's what I know you're praying for. And one of the things I wanted to do was, it's one thing to read God's Word. It's another thing to study God's Word. But it's a completely little, different level to apply God's Word to your life. Because I, like you, I learned Romans 12:1, be a living sacrifice. And I thought, you know, what does that mean? You know, am, am I supposed to like carve up the kitchen table and drag <laughs> it around the neighborhood as a cross? But no, I thought, okay, Lord, what does that mean? And when I get it, I think in the Old Testament, nobody consulted the, sh the little lamb or the goat and said, how do you feel about being a sacrifice? <laughs> I mean, it was slaughtered, it was dead. But we are living sacrifices, mm -hmm. which means we can crawl back off the altar when it gets too hot. And for me, that means we have a commitment, an intentionality to say, I will remain a living sacrifice, no matter how hot it gets, no matter how difficult it gets. But the th I think the reason I'm excited about this, because I've, I've written lots of books, but so often books are parts of my story and parts of other people's story, and I think that's great. I love when Paul wrote to the church in Thessaloniki and he said, I've determined not just to share the gospel, but my very own soul. I love that. But there's nothing that will change you more than the Word of God, because it's alive. I mean, it applies to every single situation that you're ever going to walk through. Don't you think by starting the day off like this too, it helps prepare your heart mm -hmm. for that day? Because 
every day is not going to be a bed of roses. Every yeah. day is not going to go smoothly. No. But if you have that sword in yeah. your heart and in your mind, you know, you're preparing for the day that God has set before you. And even with my neighbor, um, I'm always trying to give my books to my neighbor, and he's never usually very keen to receive them. <laughs> but I said to him the other day, <laughs> because he's a busy man, you know, yeah, he's a businessman, he's busy. But I said to him the other day, hey, I've written a new book, it's called Five Minutes with Jesus. Would you like one? He's like, yeah, five minutes, I could do that. <laughs> and so I just think, sure. I don't know, I, I want there to be a time in our nation when we start to live as the church. Yes. You know, it's like, are people rushing to our doors because we're so on fire? I read something about the head of the British Atheists Association who had ended up in hospital and um, a friend of mine who's a pastor went to visit him because the man was clearly dying. And the atheist said to him, if I believed what you say you believe, I would crawl over England on broken glass to tell every single person. And he said, the reason I've never seen any reason for Christ is I can't see anything in you that makes me want to have that kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live like that. I want to live a life that demands an explanation. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, when we were talking about the living sacrifice even a moment ago, I, you know, my mind just kind of flashed back to, uh, uh, I was 19 and I was preaching like the first year. And the pastor of the church said, would you go to a home and visit a very special person? And I went and visited with a girl that was paralyzed from her neck down. And it was a very special time being there with her. But something happened a couple of nights later. I had given the invitation in this church, and it was in Shreveport, Louisiana. And uh, down the far aisle came this wheelchair, pushed by, obviously, a father, to the front. The pastor leaned over and spoke to the girl in the wheelchair. And then he turned around and tears were coursing down his cheeks and he motioned to me and I leaned over and he said, do you know what this girl just told me? And it was the girl I had seen and she's paralyzed from her neck down. And she said, and I had preached to Sheila on committing all to Christ. I mean, really giving him everything to use us as living sacrifices. And she said, I want to give Jesus everything I have everything I am, do you think Jesus could use someone like me? And the minute those words came out of his mouth, I literally dropped to my knees. And you talk about broken. She said, I want to give Jesus everything I have. Do you think he could use somebody like me? Well, boy, listen to me. You talk about breaking a college student, a first-year preacher's life, to where I said, Lord, I want you to take everything I have, everything I am, and I want you to use it. If that girl who felt like she had so little to offer could offer so much, what would he do with any of us if we would present ourselves to him? And I think that if, if the individuals that will really avail themselves of the opportunity of five minutes with Jesus... You, you get, there's some people, when you're around them, you see Jesus so clearly. It's an unforgettable experience. And, and really and truly, that's the thing, Sheila, that's always attracted me 
to individuals is the greatness of Jesus in that person and their love for him. Because I see great talent everywhere. But when I see that relationship with Jesus, I find it a life-changing experience. And I think if people who will give Jesus the five minutes just to start the day, I think it's going to do what you're praying it'll do. You know, the other thing that I think is kind of lovely is that so often we come to God with our kind of list of everything we want. I think it's so lovely to be able to give a gift to our Father. I mean, if you think of everything he has given for us, that he didn't even hold back his own son, that he passionately pursued us to the point of death, can't we at least start every day by simply giving a gift back to our Father? Mm-hmm. And not just, I mean, I love if people will read the devotions and read the scriptures, but then I would love to challenge you to stay quiet for five minutes and listen. Mm-hmm. Do you know that our Father is longing to talk to you, Mm -hmm. to communicate. So often you think, I can't feel the love of God, but do you stay there long enough in his presence and just say, Father, I'm waiting. Do you know how, wouldn't it be tragic to get to heaven and the Lord to say, here's your house. And you think, oh, that's lovely. And you open the door and there's this huge pile of presents. And you think, Lord, why do I have gifts up here? And and the Lord say, well, that's all the stuff I longed to give you when you were on earth, but you just never waited or asked. Mm -hmm. God has so much he wants to give to his children. I have found that he's anxious to speak to people anxious to hear. Absolutely. And when you get in just the way you're starting, I've looked at enough of this to know it's going to cause you to stop in your tracks. It's going to cause you to refocus and you give him a chance to speak to you. He is so anxious to speak to you. Father, I pray every single person right now listening and watching will realize how focused on them you are and how anxious you are to speak and share your heart with them to bless them and enable them to be a blessing when there's such tremendous need for it. In Jesus' name, grant us this prayer. I do hope you'll get the book, Five Minutes with Jesus. Sheila, we're doing something that I know you love. I still remember the first time Christian, your son, that's on his way to A&M, came right here. He came up and gave us a gift that he wanted to help us in our mission outreach. He'd been gathering coins for a whole year, and his bag was so heavy, and he was just a wee boy. And I said, let's take them to the bank and put them into notes. And he said, no, Mom, this is why I saved. I'm bringing every coin. He could hardly walk up here. But, but you know, you have an impact. You've had an impact on the life of my son. Because mm. um, any time you've spoken words of life and words of encouragement, you're such a father to so many. And I thank you for that. Well, I, I would love to be. Uh, I'd love people to know the father that became my father when I didn't have one. And if I could be any kind of representation of the father to you, with all my heart, I want to be that. And one of the things that we find, Sheila, that's such a joy to people is we, we see a need and we meet it in these little shoes here. Uh, you know how I, I got these particular kinds of shoes? Uh, you can buy some very expensive ones like this, but a businessman here locally came and said, I have found a way to get these made very inexpensively, and uh, they're really good shoes. And he said, I'd like to see us give them to children all over the world who don't have shoes. And that's how it started. And then we came to you and said, how would you like to give shoes and smiles for Christmas? You know, cleft palate surgery and, and shoes. And you know what you said? We see those feet. We see that need. Let's do it. We can help that surgical issue. Let's do it. 
I believe that the love of God flowing freely through people like you enables us to witness miracles. I want you to watch closely and see if you don't want to be a part of making some children indescribably happy. Watch closely. We've been privileged to have shoes go with gifts during the year to many of our mission outreaches. I have wanted to do this for so many years, from the very first year to the first village. It's really hurt me to watch the injuries that they have to their feet. But look, those are shoes in there. We can get them easily. They don't need to go barefoot. It's horrible. They get diseases in their feet. They already have enough to deal with without that. So this is an easy fix for them to get their feet protected. Let's do it. It's, it's great. Look at this. It's awesome. They're so happy. See your feet here. Oh, getting heavier. Many of them have never had shoes. They're so excited about getting them today. They were pushing and crowding in on us. You can help us to get shoes for these children. Good fit. Good fit for you guys. That put a smile all the way down in your heart. Oh, it does. <laughs> you know, I, I remember so well our, our oldest daughter. She loved to wear her little black patent shoes. And I got such great joy. Every day she wanted to put on her little black patent shoes with her white little lace socks and wanted them so perfect, not a wrinkle in the, in the sock. And I, no, that brought such great joy to me to be able to do that for my child. But, you know, we've been over there, mm. and we've put the shoes on the feet of these precious children like what you just saw. There's no greater joy, especially what we know we're doing is protecting their feet, their precious little feet that God created and He loves so much. And we have an opportunity to at least prevent some diseases from getting to them through putting shoes on their feet. And they, they like it, as you can see. It's just a gift they've never expected, but they really don't understand what it's going to do for them, James. Yeah, I don't think they, most of them even have an idea that we're actually giving them protection from some of the discomfort. I think a lot of the excitement that you were seeing in the little children there, this acute dancing, is uh, that somebody gave them a gift. Somebody gave them something they never had before. Somebody gave them attention. Bottom line, somebody gave them love. And, uh, you know, it's no exaggeration to uh, say that those missionaries plant their lives there on a divine mission, on a divine assignment. It's not comfortable. Uh, they don't have a lot of the comforts that we have when we're here. But they just ask, would you at least keep us here doing what we do? And don't, don't, don't just leave us here empty-handed. We're going to love the kids and hold them, but sometimes we need to help them. Sometimes we need to do something for them, not just feed them or clean water, but sometimes just a, a gift that would improve their health. And uh, it's going to make them really happy. So the missionaries have said, please do this. Uh, I think uh, Samaritan's Purse Christmas in a Shoebox is one of the most beautiful things. And uh, Betty and I have been close to Franklin and to the mission workers that even helped uh, see that vision of what they could do in a shoebox. So I think you want to share love, and this is one way we can do it, and uh, point them to Christ, and they see His love demonstrated, not just in word, but in deed. 
And then remember this, and Betty, I think this is, you know, you were talking about how happy they are. Mm -hmm. So many little children have facial issues and deformity and cleft palates. And we've got surgeons that will work with us and we can do these serious surgeries for an average of $500 each. And I ask our viewers, for Christmas, would you pray about giving two surgeries? Would you do that with a gift of $1,000? And then for you know, $36, you can give 10 pairs of shoes or $144, you can give 40 pairs of shoes. Wouldn't that be great? I, I don't know at what level you can participate, but please do. Go to lifetoday.org and uh, just use your bank card like a check, or you can dial the phone number there and use your bank card like a check. You can even text if you want to. You can actually, that's the way a lot of people want to give. They just text and put in the shoes and the number there that's a unique number and just make the gift. Father, I pray everyone watching will be moved by your spirit to express your love in Jesus' name. What a wonderful gift for Christmas. Shoes and smiles. We have some beautiful little gift ornaments, Christmas decorations to send you that will bless you. And we want to be a blessing to you as you bless others. Please now. Go online, text, or call that number and make the gift God put on your heart. Thank you for doing it. Poverty is a killer, and because of it, children needlessly suffer, not only from a lack of food and clean water, but also from a lack of things we take for granted, such as a healthy smile or a simple pair of shoes. For most of these children, they've never owned a new pair of shoes, and while that may seem minor in the light of all their needs, Walking with bare feet puts them at risk of life-threatening infections that could lead to crippling consequences, disease, and even death. By responding today, you can help life immediately secure and begin shipping Christmas shoes to 200,000 children around the world just in time for the holidays. Your gift of $36 will help provide 10 pairs of shoes. A gift of $72 will help provide 20 pairs and a gift of $144 will help provide 40 pairs of Christmas shoes for children in need. With your gift of any amount, be sure to request this beautifully crafted green antique shoe ornament, a treasure to place on your tree each holiday season. With your gift of $100 or more, you may also request a special boxed set of life's Christmas shoe ornaments from past years. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help provide over 275 pairs of shoes or two children with corrective cleft palate surgeries. And you may request our beautifully framed canvas prints of the Forest Chapel. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I do also want to mention, in addition to the beautiful little ornaments, remember they're conversation pieces. You, people are going to comment on them and you talk about where they came from and the love that made it possible. If you'd like to have the five minutes with Jesus, making today matter, making life matter, uh, we gladly send it to you. You just simply help us put a smile, put shoes on children's feet, and just as another expression of gratitude, we'll gladly send you the book, or you can go to the bookstore online and get it, but I hope you get it, get in it, and pass on the insight and the inspiration. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Sheila for being with us. Sheila, thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing. Thank all of you for watching. And you can follow Sheila on stream, thestream.org. Source of inspiration. Thanks for watching.
We are meant to be a sight to behold. Beth Moore encourages believers to be built together in God's temple tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.